we've got a guest on the line. It's Stephen Goddard, who's uh, written the novel Rattles and Rosettes. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, I, I gather you've been you've been very busy and been writing novels recently. Well, yeah, I've spent two years writing uh, a book about, uh, in part, about the administration season. And uh, am, am I right in understanding you're not actually a Palace fan? Um, oh yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, you are a Palace fan, you, but you're not from local to Palace. Well, um, put it this way, I, I went to school at Winterbourne, I was at school at Sellers Grammar, and uh, I only moved up here in 1987, so I'm total palace. Wonderful. Well, give us a bit of a, an introduction as to what the, what the book's about. You well, know, well, um, yeah, sure. Uh, many of you will, will know the book To the Palace for the Cup, um, which is a, a cracking pictorial um, kind of history of the 20 FA Cup finals that were held at, uh, at the Crystal Palace before 1914. And I became intrigued by the, all these northern fans that had travelled down to, to London, many of them for the first time ever, pawning their pianos and their sideboards to get the money together to, to come and see their team, um, you know, uh, play against whoever. Uh, for many of them, it was their one and only uh, trip to London. And I became intrigued by this because having lived up here in St. Helens, actually, on Merseyside for, for so long, but having come from, obviously, um, uh, from Croydon, um, the two cultures have always fascinated me between the two areas. And I thought, you know, I thought about fever pitch. I thought about the way that Hornby had kind of um, done a match-by-match, match almost, analysis of being a fan of Arsenal. Mm. And I thought, what would it have been like to be a fan of Burnley, say, in 1914? Um, so I kind of followed a Burnley fan fictitiously to, uh, on a cup run uh, from January to April, um, and he eventually turns up at, at the Crystal Palace and compared that with our administration run and a fan in 2010 going through the traumas of what happened from January to May in 2010, and then the kind of, obviously, the impact of, of the new owners coming in. So I've kind of compared the two worlds. It's not just about football. It's really about the culture and the, the social sort of situation both fans are in. And within it is a massive, massive statement against modern football. Well, it's, it sounds really interesting. I mean, it's... You know, uh, it's certainly whetted my appetite. I think it's uh, something I'll be going out and picking up. I mean, a very significant period in our, you know, in our particular modern history, but our history as a club as a whole in that yeah. 2010 admin period. And mate, I think having a uh, maybe different slant, you know, on, on, on from the facts with fictitious characters might just give it, you know, just that that little bit of something extra that that fans can really relate to. Well, deliberately, yeah, I mean, I've tried deliberately not to make it so that it's only people in Sellers Park and Turf Moor will be interested in the book. Really, these are fans that could be fans of any club. Um, and I'm comparing, really, as I say, the whole idea of ancient football. I mean, we talk about being against modern football. We talk about 1992 um, and the change that has so, so totally um, messed up a lot of what we understand in fan culture. Um, but what was it like back in 1914? Um, was it really that that uh, different? Because what I discovered was that the Burnley um, club had actually put up the prices. They doubled their prices between FA Cup rounds, for example, thus pricing a number of people out of being able to go to, to see the club on mm. a cup run. You know, 
No, it wasn't. And uh, say, with, particularly with this theme of administration, I think going forward, actually, for a lot of clubs, this book's going to be uh, even more relevant to them. I think there's a lot of clubs that could potentially be uh, in trouble going forward. And there, there have been, you know, not just Palace, but you look at the likes of uh, clubs like Portsmouth, you know, I'm sure this would be one certainly for their fans as well to... Uh... Well, well, definitely. And what I'd like to say is, you know, that originally before the Football League as a concept lasted um, quite happily for decades. I mean, you know, it saw us through two, two world wars, the Great Depression, um, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall, and six albums by the Partridge family. I mean, it survived all of those, mm. and then we kind of kick it into touch. And, and, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what they say. But it wasn't broke, and they fixed it. And so my character in 2010 um, goes on a personal one-man crusade with the media to try and effect some kind of change. Now, um, he may be the voice of one chanting in the wilderness, but he gives it a go. And he even changes his name by deed poll as part of his process. <laughs> so I won't go into details. If you read the book, I hope it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, it is. It is very similar to our Homesdale fanatics here have their uh, their idea of against modern football, and yep. you know it's it's not really that different to that, is it? I mean, as I say, fa financial fair play could really put a lot of these uh, championship clubs, you know, in, into quite a big trouble. Where you know when these rules come in, so uh, I think so, it's going to be one yeah, that everyone's going to be relevant. Absolutely, and I think the point is that we've been so so fortunate to have fans now in charge of the club rather than some plutocrat sort of spraying petrodollars around. It, it is not football, you know. Uh, it's not what the, a, a community club is all about. It's the divorce, if you like, the great divorce between owner and fan that is what we're going to face over the next 10 years. And that's what I tried to document in this novel. Abs absolutely. And, um, you know, I think... Particularly, there's uh, there's a number of stories in in the Premier League at the moment with uh, with owners who maybe aren't fans of the club, um, you know, at heart, who've uh, really, as you say, ripped the soul out out of out of their clubs, and it's, it's, it's yeah, something I mean, we need to be against. It, why don't we have the same kind of rules that we have for, for people who are naturalised? You know, you have to have five years playing cricket in in England before you can play for England. Why don't we have another rule which says that you have to have five years supporting a team with ticket stubs to prove it before you can buy the club well certainly a very interesting idea i don't know how that would play out in reality but um <laughs> well uh, you know this is what i'm i'm projecting within my character in the novel these kind of ideas so that at least there's a discussion point going on and i'm trying to to show that we need to be radical and we need to stand up as fans and say this is our heritage this is not somebody you know some guy from abroad who's playing around trying to change names and colors of shirts absolutely well so the the novel's called uh, rattles and rosettes and correct. it launches on the 25th of april correct uh, 7.99 how can you get hold of a copy well if you go into the uh, the website to rattlesandrosettes.com uh, you will see an extract from the start of the book also a kind of press release which i've written and on Monday, from Monday onwards, you'll be able to order the book directly online um, and it'll get to you within five to seven days. There's also Steve Brower, very kindly, has uh, suggested the book will be available in the club shop in due course. 
and so uh, so that's all good news for me. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Stephen Goddard, for joining Pleasure, us mate. on the show. Um, I wish you every success with the book. It's certainly one that I'm going to go out and purchase, and uh, it'd be great to have you uh, next season back on the show to tell us how it's all gone okay, and mate. and the, the, the story since then. I just wish I was down with you now, mate, down for the game. It's uh, so frustrating being 220 miles away. Absolutely. Well, get here soon, and uh, <laughs> I say good luck with the book. Thank you. So thank you very much there to Stephen Goddard. That is uh, his talking about his novel uh, Rattles and Rosettes, which, as I say, launches on the uh, Friday, twenty fifth of April, priced at seven ninety nine, and uh, it's uh, on rattlesandrosettes.com. And hopefully you'll be able to get a copy of the uh, of the novel in the studio very soon.